Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Each week I'll review one entry in the bibliography of Stephen King in the chronological order of publication. And what I'm doing today, I get to talk about some Dark Tower news because Sony released something related to the Dark Tower. I can't believe it, guys. For those of you who have been following me on uh, social media, especially Twitter, um, you'll know that I have been tweeting quite frequently about Sony's lack of marketing in regards to their upcoming Dark Tower movie. Uh, as currently scheduled, the movie is supposed to be released in July, and we haven't had any any sort of promotion since the delay um, because the original uh, date for the movie has already passed us and they had to, they, they delayed it, which I'm fine with. Um, and with our July date approaching steadily, there's been nothing. So for those of you who have been following me on Twitter, you'll know that I've been waging somewhat of a one man's war against Sony in jest, in jest. I, I just kind of want to preface things by, by saying, um, that, that the tweets are, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm being serious in some regard. Uh, but I am joking. I mean, because quite frankly, you know, Sony doesn't owe me anything. Um, I just don't want to come off as, as entitled or feeling as though it's my dark tower and they're ruining my childhood or any of those arguments that that's not applicable to, to how I'm approaching this. It's just that I feel that with the Dark Tower, Sony has a unique opportunity for marketing uh, a movie the likes of which, um, you know, moviegoers haven't seen before. And along with it could come a, a very creative marketing campaign, which they had started to do. They started to dip their, their toes into those waters in the summer. And then they think that they realized that the, the waters were a bit unfamiliar and then then pulled out rather than, than plunging straight in. So uh, what I'm going to be talking about today is the the poster for the movie that Sony released um, last night uh, or early this morning. And uh, so I'm going to talk about that. But first, um, let me... Uh, let me, let me just uh, say, hi everybody, welcome to the Stephen King cast. Um, as I'm recording this, it is Sunday, uh, March 19th, so it's on the 19th, and um, I don't have a lot of time. This is a very impromptu episode. I was planning on releasing an episode uh, um, sometime this week to just discuss and lament the lack of Dark Tower news. Um, and kind of give a, a an update on the, the the status of the Stephen King cast, um, but thankfully uh, Sony gave me something to actually talk about. So before I get any further, what I would like to do is read some iTunes reviews because guys, I, I can't do it without you, um, and I know that I'm I'm, I'm there's some more uh, listeners and some new listeners out there. So for everyone that is joining in for the first time and they've made it through the first. Three minutes of this episode. I, I thank you, thank you for listening so far. Um, and just so you know, guys, I, I like I said, I can't do this without you. I need all of your support. Um, so if you do have a few minutes on your hands, feel free to head on over to iTunes and uh, leave a review. So uh, J Esto seventy one writes, great insight for true King fans. This constant reader does a wonderful job at discussing all the ins and outs of this wonderful author's writings. A must listen. So thank you, Gisto71. 
And then AJG Nate Dog writes, love this podcast. If you're like me and love Stephen King, download. I'm sorry. If you love Stephen, if you're like me and love Stephen King, download this podcast. Cooper O'Connor breaks down and analyzes everything King writes. Look forward to the future. So thank you, AJG Nate Dog. Then Albie Rolls Rolls uh, writes. 19 stars. Uh, if you love reading Stephen King's works, then you'll love sitting down with the host of the Stephen King cast for a great discussion afterwards. This podcast has the feel of a great book discussion with a friend. The host is fair with his reviews, um, able to point out the good, the good in books he doesn't care for as much, or to point out something that doesn't work for him in a book he loves. It's great to revisit King's works through a different perspective, especially one with encyclopedic knowledge about King and his works. Albie, uh, thank you so much for the kind words and for the 19 stars. Melly Mel 2017 writes a must for King fans. Great podcast. I started with the reviews of the books I loved and then went on to the ones I didn't for a new perspective. Love the Kingisms. This guy knows his stuff. His enthusiasm is contagious, and I've been rereading some of my old books with a new appreciation. Um, so thank you, Melly Mel 2017. And then up next, we have Adrian Slow Mutant, who writes, This cast has the shine. This has quickly become my favorite podcast. I listened to it with my girlfriend, who has never read King, and now she's working on her first, Christine, and all thanks to the King cast. I grew up a huge fan, and listening to your analysis has been a treat. You've mentioned doing a Marvel Comics podcast, and I'm sure I can speak for all of your listeners when I say go for it. Best wishes to you and your family. Thank you, Adrian Slow Mutant. Um, you know, feel free to to write in or, or have your um, you know your your girlfriend write in to Stephen Kingcast at Yahoo.com to to share you know her perspective on King now that she's gotten into it and and just thank you for all the the kind words. Um, up next, we have Kevin of the Bernial Forest who writes a book club for Stephen King fans. I just started this podcast last week and have been devouring episodes every day since. The format is simple yet very effective as the host reads a recap of a King story and then dives into the deep end with well-thought-out opinions of the character's plot and writing style. This is a must-listen for any King fan. Kevin, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, Jay Cotter writes, Great stuff. Fantastic for SK fans. And I'll do one more. Um... 91 Rec Neps 91 writes one of the best podcasts. Some of the discussions on this podcast about King's novels are better than most of the English and literature classes I took in college. Seriously, if you love King and great literary analysis, then check out the Stephen King cast. Um, 91 Rec Neps 91, thank you so much. Um, that was the goal to, to get pretty uh, heavy um, literary uh, in my analyses of, of Stephen King's works. And just everyone, thank you for the kind words. I, I really appreciate it. And for those of you who have been listening for a while, I, I really can't stress uh, enough to you um, just how patient that you have been since I've been on a uh, kind of you know, part-time uh, status here with the, with the Stephen King cast. Um, so for those of you who are tuning in or are new to the, the Stephen King cast, um, if you go back through the catalog of the episodes that are available, you'll see that I made my way through the works of Stephen King. And there was, um, you kind of knew what to expect. Every week I was either going to cover um, his chronological, his works in the chronological order of publication. And if there was a major adaptation attached to it, I would follow up the review of the book 
or the short story or novella um, with that adaptation and move on to the next uh, work in the chronological order of publication. But since I finished all of that, um, it's just been kind of episodes here and there. Um, so uh, it, I've been on more on a part-time basis. Uh, so I will discuss later on what to expect in terms of Stephen King cast. Um, but in the meantime, what I want to talk about is The Dark Tower, which I'm so happy, so happy to talk about right now because for so long, all we could talk about was the fact that there wasn't anything um, in regards to The Dark Tower. So let's let's dial it back. And I've outlined this before in, in some episodes prior to this, but I'll, I'll go through it one more time because I think that it really um, you know paints a picture and kind of tells the story of what Sony has done so far. So um, last April, um, what, Entertainment Weekly announced that they were going to be making the the, the Dark Tower movie. Um, they 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 revealed that Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey were going to star as Roland the Gunslinger and Walter the Man in Black, respectively. They did uh, a huge uh, press release on it. Uh, Entertainment Weekly covered it extensively. It was awesome. It was fantastic. It was everything that we could have wanted. We got all of our hopes up, um, and we were uh, looking forward to a... Um, I believe it was a February 17th release date, um, if, if I am correct. I, I, I think that that was the, the date. And so, and I'll get back to February 17th in a minute. Um, and then, uh, you know, we all got excited. We all started wondering what was going to happen. And, you know, Stephen King would tweet out some images, the, the, the biggest one. And, and guys, just so you know, if you're listening to this, spoilers on. I'm just going to spoil, like, if you, if you aren't a, a diehard King fan, just from this point, kind of be, be warned. Because um, here there be spoilers. Uh, so, you know, then King tweeted out uh, in, in the spring of, of 2016 an image of the Horn of Eld lying on the ground um, and uh, with, with the, 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 the words last time around, uh, which spoke of the, the conclusion to his, his uh, written works of the, of the Dark Tower, which saw that Roland uh, is forced to continue his journey over and over again with minor changes each time around. Um, and it ended with him picking up the Horn of Eld, um, which has some significance symbolically that he is a little bit more patient, a little bit more reflective, and a little bit more willing to look into the, to the past rather than just... Um, single-naturedly looking ahead uh, to the Dark Tower and, uh, uh, you know, sacrificing anyone that gets in his way. Um, so that that was the, the conclusion to the series. And so for, for Stephen King to tweet that out, it all of a sudden reframed what we expected this movie to be. And from here on out, we realized that it wasn't necessarily just an adaptation, but it was an adaptation slash sequel to the Dark Tower books, which is crazy, the fact that there was an acknowledgement of this. And it, it doesn't, I mean, it's single-natured to what the Dark Tower is. Um, it doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to reference everything that happened and they're going to reference Eddie and Susanna and Oi and the adventures that we read about. But what it does mean is that it allows the filmmakers to make deviations from the source material and kind of put everything into a blender and hit spin because 
however many times Roland has been on his journey since the conclusion of the Dark Tower, we there's going to be changes uh, on how he approaches the tower because there's nothing to say that on his journey, ultimately from Gilead to the Dark Tower and everything in between, that he gets there the same way each time. There's nothing to say that. So between the end of the Dark Tower as we know it and the, and the beginning of this, there have been some changes to the life of Roland. And uh, we learned about what some of these changes are in the summer of 2016 when, again, Entertainment Weekly uh, splashed the Dark Tower all over the pages of its magazine and treated it like a big deal. And this was occurring simultaneously with a lot of... Uh, Photography uh, being taken of uh, on on location shooting in New York of Idris Elba in costume and Matthew McConaughey in costume walking the streets of New York and then we realized that there was a lot of Easter eggs there there was a Barlow and Straker sign uh, and and so we we realize now that it wasn't just an adaptation that there was definitely care being uh, taken in order for this to. Um, be a fan's movie as well as, uh, you know, just an, an adaptation to, to speak to the, the everyday public. The Dixie Pig uh, was, was spotted, um, the exterior of the Dixie Pig was spotted on location. So between the, the, the fans that were taking photos and Entertainment Weekly releasing footage, or not footage, but releasing more uh, scoops and stories, it, it was treating it this summer like it was a, it was a big deal. And we learned in uh, the, the, the Entertainment Weekly um, issue of the Dark Tower in July that Roland, on this, this leg of his journey around um, on his cycle of Ka, he is less interested in pursuing the Dark Tower, more interested in pursuing the Man in Black because the Man in Black was responsible for the destruction of Gilead, or the, the, the state of Midworld, we'll find out the, the specifics when the movie comes out, but that was implied in the article, which to me cleans up something that was always left vague in The Gunslinger itself, which was when it states the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed, at no point does it ever say why. Roland does believe that the, the man in black will lead him to the tower, but... The, the, the whys of that are never really revealed. So to just streamline it and say Roland wants revenge against uh, Walter because Walter is responsible for the destruction of Gilead and the affiliation in the world and order, I'm fine with that. And that gives Jake purpose because Jake now has to go to Midworld to kind of wake Roland up and say, Roland, your purpose is, is to get to the tower. And then we have the man in black, Walter, who is after Jake. So I'm going to get back to this in a little bit, but we now have a cycle. We have characters chasing each other. We have Roland chasing the man in black, um, the man in black chasing Jake, Jake chasing uh, Roland. I like that because that speaks to the cycle of cop. That's a wheel. Um, I know that's a deviation from the source material, but I've accepted that this is not a straight translation from the text to the page. This is going to look different. This is going to be more along the lines of what we get out of superhero movies when they, they take elements from different storylines, different interpretations, and translate it um, to the screen to tell an original tale. And that's what we're getting here, and I'm fine with it um, because there's potential here to tell something new and interesting. So, 
that was during the summer. We had the the Entertainment Weekly. We had um, the the all of the the images popping up online from the the set, um, not the set, but on 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 location filming, and then we had. Uh, Really cool marketing in the form of uh, Beryl Evans, author of Charlie the Choo Choo, showing up at San Diego Comic-Con without much fanfare. Uh, that was some ingenious marketing. Um, whether Sony had much to do with it, um, I, I would actually need to, to look into that a little bit. But, I mean, this is still around the same time as as the, the filming and the Entertainment Weekly articles. So it was all part of one package. And then Sony at the same time also had the Tet Corporation walking around San Diego Comic-Con and giving out... Um, uh, giving out um backpacks and pens and actually no i think that sony was involved in bear 11s because i think that if you put the sombra app over barrel over charlie the choo choo it does turn into a portal so which brings me to the sombra app they created the sombra app um which uh was a fun interactive tool that you could use um with uh images that were released either by stephen king or by sony um, and it, it would open up these thinnies. Um, so it was just fun for so long. And then they were going to release the first footage at Entertainment Weekly's Pop Fest uh, in, um, in early October, I believe. I think that's when it was, or end of September, something, long, something like that. So for all of summer into the fall, the, the word that I would use for this Dark Tower movie and how Sony was treating it was confident, very confident. And then all of a sudden, that confidence dried up. And they pulled out a pop fest, which mm, wasn't great. And then there was a leaked version of the, the, the trailer, which um, I chose not to talk about because I was going to wait for Sony to... Um, release their full official version of the trailer before I gave my opinions because it just kind of wasn't fair for me to put information out there that um, wasn't really approved by Sony. It might not be the ultimate vision that Sony was, was going for. The problem was that Sony never wound up releasing any sort of trailer, but that's another story altogether, and I'll get to that. Um, but the, the, the teaser didn't really do much to instill confidence in, in the fans, and then they announced that they were postponing the movie to the summer, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because it is taking it from a February release date and putting it in the summer, which kind of does show confidence uh, because that's a hard time for movies to open unless you have the full backing of a studio. So for them to treat it like a big deal, I was totally fine for it, and it gave them time to work on the effects. And I said, hey, you know what? Even better, it gives even more time to market this. The problem is they didn't market it. Once they announced it, between the time that they announced they were going to postpone um, and now, they didn't do anything in marketing. There had been a, uh, a statement from the president of Sony saying that they were going to release the trailer on Christmas. They never did that. Um, there was some speculation that they would release the trailer on February 17th, 2017, because that was the original release date of the movie, and because uh, February 17th, 2017. February is the second month of the year, so then we have 2 plus 17 equals 9, which equals 19, and then 2017, the numbers 2 plus 17 equals 19, 19, 19. Um, as we know, 19 plays a really big role in the Dark Tower series. We thought that we would get it then. We didn't. 
Um, instead, we got a Castle Rock teaser. Um, so you can listen to my episode about Castle Rock. Um, and then, like, a lot of us just kind of gave up hope. And I, I'm on Twitter, you know, kind of railing against uh, Sony, and I definitely uh, started to, to feel worried here. And then last week, just unannounced, there's just images of Idris Elba eating a hot dog in, uh, in LA, uh, dressed as, as Roland. So we have some reshoots going on. Um, reshoots this late in the game, um, without a lot of fanfare, no trailer. I started to get just really worried that we're just going to get, a, a you know, a video on demand release here. Um, and they were just going to dump it. Okay. And like I said, this week I was going to plan on talking about all of this. And then I woke up this morning and people were tweeting at me and, and dropping news on my Facebook page that they released a poster. So let's talk about that poster, guys. Um, first of all, I really like this poster. Um, I'm going to be honest, it's kind of hard. It's hard to top all of the posters that, um, that have come out from fan art. There's a lot of great minimalist fan art out there, but let's break this down. So for those of you who haven't seen it, this is a very Inception-y um, poster for the Dark Tower. And what we have is the New York um, landscape, not post-apocalyptic, just New York as we know it, kind of. Um, and it's upside down. At the bottom center, uh, looking ahead with their backs to us, um, is Roland and Jake. So just the fact that we have Roland and Jake in a poster of a Dark Tower movie, it, it just, just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps. Roland has his gun out, and he's looking ahead. Okay. Now the entire city is upside down. Okay. So they are standing on the bottom of an upside-down city, um, and the street um, that they are standing on, they're actually standing on the sky, uh, but the the... In the center of the poster and what they are looking at is the silhouette, the buildings um, and the space between the buildings make a silhouette of, you can guess it, the Dark Tower itself. Um, and in the center of the Dark Tower, it, it says, um, it says the Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, Dark Tower. No, um, well, that's what it says, but it, I think that it means the Dark Tower, Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. And then the tagline, there are other worlds than these. So it's pretty awesome, okay? This shows me, all right, so I might have been upset at Sony. Sony, Sony did good at getting me back in their good graces because, first of all, they have a couple things. One, let's talk about the fact that we are seeing the Dark Tower. We're actually seeing the Dark Tower. It's the silhouette, um, the cutout of a Dark Tower. Um, and I'll talk about the, the, the symbolism of that in, in a second. But the fact that we're seeing the shape of it um, guys, we're looking at the Dark Tower for a movie that's coming out. It's a big deal. It's like actually happening now. But in all of the illustrations that we've ever seen of the Dark Tower, I mean, there's different interpretations out there, certainly. But one of the most, um, I guess, iconic ones is that is is just it's like a weird tapering to the, the the point of the tower itself, and they've kept that. So rather than just that long column um, that I personally always pictured the Dark Tower as being, this is a more jagged, um, wide base 
uh, tower that 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 shoots up and gets more narrow and just kind of weird at the top. And I'm for it. It's a choice that they made, and um, it's I'm re- I'm 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 down with it. And it would actually be kind of interesting if we get different visual interpretations of the tower in this movie. Um, so that's one thing that's great. We have Roland and Jake, which is fantastic. Just the two of them standing next to each other on screen. It's such a huge deal. They have changed the, thankfully, they have changed the, um, the art, or not the art, but the, uh, the, 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 the font of the, the lettering for the Dark Tower. Um, so the, the font that they had used in the, in the production of the movie, I was not a fan of. This is a little bit more elegant. Um, it's very simple, uh, just, there's really not much to it, but I'm totally fine with that. Um, and let's talk about the tagline. The fact that it says there are other worlds than these. For non-Stephen King fans, it's a cool phrase. Um, so for them to, to include that, it's going to catch the eye. Um, it's going to... Force people to actually say it out loud, but of course, for for those of us who are in the know, um, it's it's actually a little bit more special than that. And I applaud them for using that because that's very fan servicey. All right, so the the poster itself, like I said, it's upside down. So as Roland and Jake are staring at the outline of the 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 dark tower up top, we have rather than the sky because Roland and Jake are standing in the sky. Um, at the very top of the the poster, we have the the city streets, um, and just strolling down the middle of the the city street is the man in black. So on this poster, we have the big three: the gunslinger, the boy, and the man in black, and Though it's not the desert, on this poster, we do um, have the gunslinger going after the man in black. So he's not fleeing across the desert, but the man in black fled across New York City and the gunslinger followed. So earlier in the episode, I did discuss how the uh, storytellers for this movie have altered the, um, the character motivations of our characters just a little bit. Um, for this movie, and that's reflected in this poster. So even though the, the, the shadow or the outline of the Dark Tower looms before Roland and Jake, so it's just announcing its destiny to them, we know that Roland is after the Man in Black. So he's looking for the Man in Black. The Man in Black, on top of the poster, is walking toward us, and we know that he is going after Jake, who is standing next to Roland at the bottom of the poster. So there we go again. We In this poster, the visual images that are there um, speak of the cycle of Cobb, which I'm, I'm very, very excited about. Um, and then on the poster, what's weird, we have, t- I think, two other characters um, that aren't as prominent. Uh, I believe that Jackie Earl Haley's Richard Sayre can be spotted next to a car. Um, So if you were looking straight on at the poster, sort of top right to the right of Matthew McConaughey, um, you can see him there. And then to the left of Matthew McConaughey, you'll see a strangely garbed character looking like, um, I don't know, like like a ninja 
like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max ninja, I guess I would call him. He's cloaked hood, all in black, kind of rugged looking. I don't know who that is. Um, that could be Peemly Prentless. Um, we haven't seen any footage or, or stills of him, I don't think. So that's that could be what he looks like. It could just be one of Walter's goons. Um, and we'll have to be like a mid-level boss that Roland will have to beat um, in, in, in the book or in the, in the movie. So that's, that, that's a thought there. So good job, Sony. I, I'm very excited that I got to wake up to this today. Uh, that's awesome. It's awesome that I'm living in a world where there is an official dark tower poster for an upcoming movie. It doesn't say when the movie is coming out. It doesn't have the, the July release date. It just says coming soon. Um, so I look forward to seeing what, what Sony has next. Now, I am looking forward to the, the thought of another poster that could function as a companion piece to this that, uh, that maybe has the mid-world setting. Um, I, I would like that. Uh, and I think that'd be neat if these two posters are being are able to like be put together and they, they, they tell a story. But that's just that's wild speculation on my part that I would like to see. So with the poster out, that means that we hopefully can expect a, a, a teaser trailer or full-on trailer anytime now. Um, so now, now I, my excitement is getting all ramped up again. Thanks, Sony. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this, this movie has in store. So it's been a great morning uh, for Dark Tower fans that we all got to wake up for this. And it's the 19th, you know. So I'm going to believe that that was done intentionally. Uh, and uh, so, I don't know, maybe April 19th uh, will be the date that we get uh, the Dark Tower trailer. So, that's the Dark Tower. In other news, uh, at, at South by Southwest, New Line Cinema screened some footage of the upcoming It movie. Um, and the, the description that I read from Comic Book Resources painted it very, very positively. Um, they, they said that, that Pennywise was, was very, very scary. Um, and the footage was, was really good. So um, I'm not really going to talk too much about it because I don't know too much about it. But the footage is out there. New Line must feel confident enough to be um, showing this footage. Um, and Stephen King has tweeted very, very positive things about it. Uh, so one thing about the Tim Curry version, as you'll know in my, um, my review of, of that movie... Um, I mean, he, the clown doesn't really go after the losers club. Like he's not out to kill them at no point. Do I ever really feel they're in danger? Um, I, it, from what I understand here, that's not the case with this movie. It looks like Pennywise is a menace and he's a monster that wants to kill them, which is how it should be. Um, and then lastly, and maybe I should have started with this just to, to get the sad stuff out of the way but i want to acknowledge that we have um that not only did we get the dark tower uh poster today but uh february 18th i'm sorry february 19th um or maybe it happened last night i don't i don't know but unfortunately we are now living in a world that that does not include uh bernie wrightson um so for those of you who don't know bernie wrightson is a, a legendary comic book artist um, and collaborator with Stephen King. He was the, the, the artist on Cycle of the Werewolf, on Creepshow. Um, he provided art for the pages of The Stand re-release, Wolves of the Kala. 
Um, so he is, he is a, uh, his journey and Stephen King's journey have definitely, uh, they crossed paths many times. Um, and the man was a phenomenal artist. He's been sick for a while. Earlier this year, it was announced that he uh, had to retire from art, which is just tragic in its own right. Um, but, uh, but this one, waking up and, and, and hearing that, that Bernie Wrightson had passed definitely was, was, was not the best way to wake up. Um, it's, it's just tragic and sad, and he will be missed. Um, I know that Kickstarter had just uh, put out a, a project for a, a cycle of the werewolf calendar with some art, um, so I don't know if, if uh, any of that product is still available, but I would, uh, if you are in the, the mood for honoring Bernie Wrightson, that's what I would look towards to seeing if, if maybe you can procure that. Um, because his work on Cycle of the Werewolf was fantastic. But Bernie Wrightson, for pure Bernie Wrightson, you'll probably want to go track down his Frankenstein. Um, I mean, we live in a world where when we watch television, we have 1080p and 4K, and there's a hyper-reality. Um, it's more real than reality itself, more detailed than reality itself. But long before that, on the... On the comics page, Bernie Wrightson had been doing that for ultra detail art. Um, look no further than his black and white renderings in Frankenstein. It's gorgeous. It almost hurts the eyes because it's so, so detailed, so amazing. Um, I have written and spoken about Bernie Wrightson at length with the Stephen King cast, um, and this one hurts my heart. Uh, so... Uh, so we lost. We lost a, a good one today, guys. But Stephen King fans will know that there are other worlds than these. So I like to imagine that there is a world out there in which Bernie Wrightson has regained his health and his abilities uh, to translate the images in his mind back to the, the printed page um, have been restored. So I, I hope that for him because the, the artwork that he gave us uh, was was just magical. And I just love that he just loved drawing monsters and people being attacked by monsters. He, for, for those of us who still, to some level, remain uh, eight-year-old boys, uh, the fact that that's just what he liked drawing shows me that he never lost sight of who his eight-year-old self ever was. So rest in peace, sir. Okay, guys, so what's up next for the Stephen King cast? Um, as you know, as I said earlier, um, I've been on, on a sort of part-time basis since I concluded my original mission statement, but um, I guess now that we are heading more into spring and into the summer, um, I think that's time for me to announce the state of the Stephen King cast and what to expect. So, as you know, I say that I have I have finished my mission statement, which was to uh, read all of the works in the chronological order of publication, which is true, kind of. Um, I, I, I fudged a little bit here and there. I, I did not cover all of his short stories, and there's a couple of the um, novellas, not the novella collections, but a couple of the novellas that I, I didn't touch. Um, so what does it mean? It means this. Either in the spring, starting either in the spring or in the summer, 
um, I'm going to be launching the Stephen King cast, I guess, Stephen King cast 2.0, which is me on cleanup duty, which means that um, I am going to be releasing uh, in consecutive order so you get consistency back from me. Um, you will get my cleanup on the short stories and the novellas um, and the works that I did not touch. So here's what you can expect. Night Shift Part 2. I will go back and review all of the stories that I didn't get to the first time around. I will follow that up with every cinematic adaptation of the works found within Night Shift. So that means I will review Graveyard Shift, I will review The Mangler, I will review Maximum Overdrive and The Lawnmower Man. I've already reviewed Children of the Corn. Um, and I don't know what I'm really going to say about Maximum Overdrive or uh, Lawnmower Man because How Did This Get Made did such a good job at, at those two movies. I'm hesitant to review those movies because they did such a good job. Then I will move on to Skeleton Crew and any subsequent uh, movies that are based on Skeleton Crew stories and then Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Um, and maybe I'll even do the Nightmares and Dreamscapes TNT miniseries. And then I will review Everything's Eventual, Just After Sunset, and I think that that gets us through all of the short stories collections because I reviewed Bizarre of Bad Dreams in full. Then I will go um, review Roadwork uh, from the Bachman books. I will review um, Breathing Method from different seasons. Um, and I think that that's all of the novellas that I missed. And then I, I had missed The Blaze and The Colorado Kid. So when I have enough episodes in the can, like how I started when I started the Stephen King cast, I made sure that I had eight episodes ready to go so that if I got caught up in life, no one was left waiting. Once I have enough episodes ready to go, then I will relaunch the Stephen King cast on at least a weekly basis, if not two times a week. Um, and you will get a, uh, a good dose there for a couple months of at least the Stephen King cast every week. Now, also at the same time, um, that's when we will be in the middle of the summer, um, and that's when the Dark Tower will be coming out, so you will get a Dark Tower review and any Dark Tower-related news. So you'll get at least one Dark Tower review. I'll probably go and revisit it again. Um, the It trailer will probably drop around that time, so I will be talking about uh, the It movie. We'll probably be getting more information about Castle Rock, the upcoming Hulu event, um, so I'll definitely talk about that. Um, and then I'm sure that there'll be Stephen King publication news by that point. Um, and once I make my way through the stories that I did not finish the first time around, that will take us probably to the fall. And then it comes out in September. So you'll get my review of the it movie. And I don't know when, uh, Castle Rock comes out, but once Castle Rock comes out, I will be reviewing that on a weekly basis. So I am concluding this episode to let you all know that if you are patient, then starting either as early as this spring or as late as this summer, the Stephen King cast will be back on a regular basis. So thank you all for being patient. 
um, and I'm ready to get back into the weekly work of delivering content and delivering my thoughts to each and every one of you listening, uh, my constant listeners. So it's a good time, guys, to be a Stephen King fast, Stephen King um, fan. We got the uh, Dark Tower poster today, though it's not the teaser. The tower is closer. So thanks everyone for listening. If you have not done so already, feel free to write in at stephenkingcast at yahoo.com and leave a review at iTunes. Um, follow me on Twitter and Facebook uh, where I update regularly. And hopefully I will be back with a review of the Dark Tower uh, teaser trailer or full-on trailer. In the meantime, may you have long days and pleasant nights and I will see you here next time where M-O-O-N spells Stephen King cast.